this afternoon. Uh, just to let you know that this webinar has been recorded to be made available to the wider cancer research community and we stopped the recording prior to the Q&A section. So again welcome to our cancer webinar. My name is Sarah Abdulghani. I'm the head of biobanking development at Bibamrai Eric and it's my pleasure today to moderate this session. Today we'll be going through and explaining how CANCEV can accelerate your cancer research and guide you through our current open call. Before we start, I want to let you know that this webinar is part of a multidisciplinary consortium project, United 19 European Partners, consisting of 13 research infrastructures throughout Europe, key organizations in the field of oncology, project management and sustainability experts. And it is a project that is funded by the European Commission Horizon Europe Research and Innovation Programme. Today, our experts guiding us through the project and open call are Professor Jens Haberman, Coordinator of CANCEV and the Director General of BBMI Eric, Professor Enzo Medico, Leader of CANCEV European Network for Personalized Oncology and European Molecular Tumor Board Network Initiatives, Dr. Manuela Paulsen, our Scientific Stakeholder Specialist at BBMI Eric, and Ms. Judith Palog, Cancer Senior Research Manager. As you can see on the screen in front of you, our agenda will introduce you to Cancer and the 400 plus free services and tools within Cancer Project and what the open call is, as well as applying to this open call and we will take questions and answers throughout the exit panel section. So please, if you do have any questions, put them in the chat. Let me just see if I can just go to my next slide or maybe not. Any questions, please put them in the chat box and then we will try to answer them at the end of the webinar. I hand over to Professor Jens Happerman to start the presentation. Jens, the floor is yours. Thank you, Saba, and a very warm welcome from my side. Um, I will give you an overarching overview of the cancer project per se. So as you might be aware or not, CANSERV stands for providing cutting-edge cancer research services across Europe. And as Saba just pointed out, it's a um, multidisciplinary, interdisciplinary um, consortium funded by the European Commission. Um, and uh, we will discuss in a few minutes also more on the consortium composition itself. But if you show the next slide, um, you will see that the mission and vision is quite um, depicted here. So we will provide with this wider consortium cutting edge and customizable research services uh, to the wider research community. And what that really entails uh, should come um, be more clear throughout the presentation. Um, which should enable innovative research and development projects uh, in the wider field and hereby foster precision medicine for patients' benefit across Europe, but even beyond European boundaries. And this is in full line with the Cancer Mission Board recommendations and the European Cancer Beating Plan. Next slide, please. So our objectives, and as we are a European um, project funded by the European Commission, we of course need to have objectives and to better understand for you, the first one is I think the most critical, it's providing a minimum of 
about 400 different and unique services for personalized oncology. And I will give a little bit more detailed in the next slides uh, soon. Um, you can access these services through a single access point um, where you can basically request either specific services or also trainings. And how this will function will be shown later on by Manuela. Um, and what is also a crucial aspect is that uh, the data generated or the outcome, the results, should be shared then with the wider community after a certain time um, to make it fully compliant uh, by fair principles and also to use more synergies across, across the different EU initiatives. And there are just a few examples named, which is Ears for Cancer as a sister project of Cancer, which deals with, can with uh, data handling. And Uncanu will be the platform to understand cancer, which is uh, now at the conceptual phase. But this is where cancer will fuel in basically later. What it means for you in detail, we can probably also uh, explain a little bit more in the question answer session. But it means if you apply for service through cancer and you get this granted, so to say, so the services will be paid for kind of any um, analysis, omics analysis, bioinformatics, um, samples, provision, et cetera, et cetera. That means uh, that then you would also comply that uh, the results will be made accessible after a certain time to the wider community as this um, project has been then funded by the European Commission. Then um, these unified resources and network should sustain beyond the project duration. So at the moment we are running for about three years. And uh, that means that at the moment we are setting up everything. It's the first calls coming out here. And uh, it is entailed that the cancer overall setup, this is unique access point, for instance, will continue after this project runtime. So it will help to defragment the wider landscape to access services through one single entry point. So it should help make it easier for you as scientists and researchers to access what kind of services you need for. Next slide, please. So we are 19 consortium partners overall with 130 service providers, which means this 19 consortium partners are certain legal entities but they are not normally very distributed entities. So for some of us, we have really across Europe, different service sites and service site means it's different research groups at different universities or hubs at certain infrastructures. So it's quite widespread from location geographically, but also from the expertise. And these 100 service sites bring together about 400 services in nine different research fields plus also, in addition, any kind of training capacities. Which it means overall is that um, we have a 15 million euro grant, but 10 million euro of this 15 million euro can be basically requested by any kind of cancer researcher through transnational access budget. So this 10 million euro goes back to the cancer research community through cancer. And this is basically what you can apply for. You can pick certain services that you need for your research project. And this will be reviewed by external reviewers from cancer. And then once prioritized, we will pay for whatever service is needed for your research project. How this works will come in the next slides. Um, maybe let's look at this different services in this nine research fields a little bit more detailed. So next slide, please. And here you can see basically the service catalog, which you will find on our website. 
So it's basically from basic research, starting with disease models over advanced technologies for personalized oncology that can be any kind of omics or imaging technologies, for instance, but it can also go towards biomarker research, development and validation. It can be new therapeutic solutions with uh, uh, specific technologies behind it, but it can be also accelerating translation into personalized oncology clinical practice which means actually that in the end, it will be the patient benefiting from it. And one of the core models here would be the molecular tumor board. And, and so we'll talk about this a little bit later. It will also cover uh, open digital research services, so any kind of bioinformatics, artificial intelligence, um, biomedicine and systems medicine, but it will also entail access to human samples and data, clinical trial and design. Um, or any ethical, legal, and socio-economic dimension guidance or support. And overall, for all these fields, there might be training needed, uh, which can also be requested, so to say. Next slide, please. So if you look at the consortium, and I think this is really what I tried to uh, discuss in the beginning, that is the defragmenting of the European landscape. So you see here really the consortium partners, be it European Research Infrastructure Consortia, be it uh, scientific societies, uh, be it industry partners. So they all bring together very different expertise, either through the headquarters, through the wider community, at, up to the universities. And this is basically where you have now one access point through CanServe Consortium to get knowledge and access to all the different expertise in this wider consortium. As you can see and appreciate, it's really across Europe with the different um, headquarters and legal representations. So a big cornerstone of this project is the life science research infrastructures. And what this also means, I would like to explain a little bit in the next slide. So in, we always call it in short RI, and this can be an organization that enables the research community to use specific facilities, resources, and services to accelerate scientific achievements and promote sustainable research. So in other words, these research infrastructures try to enable scientists and clinicians to do their work. So we're not competing in doing science. We would like to enable you. And I think these are these 13 research infrastructures in different fields trying to do this and bring this together is of course a certain empowerment of US scientists and clinicians. So the different ways of how a research infrastructure can be set up. So it could be a distributed research infrastructure which provides specific facilities, resources and services that are ge geographically scattered. But they're also single-sided research infrastructures who provide specific facilities, resources and services geographically localized in a single site. And then the virtual infrastructures also who provide, for instance, electronic services, networks, archive, databases, and data banks. This is not so important for you to, to understand for the application for getting basically funding for you research. Um, but I think there's one specific asset that needs to be understand. And this is what transnational access means. And here I'm handing over to Enzo and uh, happy to then take any questions later. Enzo, or back to you, Sava, first. Thank you, Jens. Thank you very much. Enzo, the floor is yours. Okay, so do you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, so good afternoon, everybody. 
I'm going to guide you to what is transnational access and how it will work, uh, not only within this project, but in general, according to the EU rules. So transnational access uh, is a formula that indicates access to an infrastructure, uh, to the services of an infrastructure uh, funded by uh, EU grants. So in this case, uh, it's a user free of charge access to services. Okay. Um, in this case, the consortium that offers the services is really huge, as Jens mentioned. So many, many infrastructure joined together for cancer related services. The transnational access can be of two main types. It can be physical. So if there is an infrastructure with a particular technological platform or facility uh, that you want to work at to carry out your project, then this is a physical access in person. So the user, we call the user, the people who apply for the service and receive that, visit the research infrastructure and receive the service hands-on. Either they do the things themselves or they do it under the guidance of um, of the people, of course, that are responsible for the facility. Remote access, it means that resources and service offered by the infrastructure are provided without the user physically visiting the infrastructures. And, and this can be a service. So the infrastructure performs an experiment or an activity as requested, as applied for by the user, or provides samples biological specimens or other things to the user, okay? Or receive the material from the user and processes according to the service type. So the service, as, as mentioned, are many. So it, there is a huge heterogeneity, but in principle, access doesn't mean that you necessarily have to physically access the infrastructure, only in some cases where needed. Otherwise, you receive the service from the infrastructures. It can even be a service which is provided through IT means for, for example, data analysis or, or other things. Um, transnational access is transnational. So in principle, it should occur at infrastructure sites, not of your nation, not in the nation where you operate. There could be exceptions, but these are really kind of um, rare. So please consider accessing a service or an infrastructure outside of the country where you are currently working. But, and this is uh, open to all European and also non-European researchers. So this opportunity is open worldwide. Of course, the, the money comes from the EU, and so we want a, a reasonable size of the services provided to European researchers. And in particular, the EU considers uh, service provided for uh, users that come from countries which are less advanced uh, respect to the main uh, Central European uh, countries. Uh, but this is not um, a, a fixed rule, so everything counts. In particular, the quality of the applicant and of the project based on which the service is requested. Uh, next slide, please. So how can you access? Uh, I have been also running demos for this. This is very simple. At the beginning of the project, I must say I was a little bit skeptic about how this could flow easily. Uh, but I must say, and I'm uh, on the side of the user because I'm a kind of um, 
I run a research laboratory and uh, carry out mostly research and also some infrastructure activity. Uh, you go to the website, conserve.eu, you look for calls, you read the call information, and then there is a button where you can apply and you enter this system, which is called Common Application Management Systems. Please, I would like you to appreciate how uh, many, many different infrastructures could put together many services, actually hundreds of services, under the same frame, under this common application management system. So here you find really a lot of different services. So you browse, you select, you can put keywords, you will find the same service offered by different infrastructures because some infrastructures are distributed. So different nodes can provide the same service and you may choose the infrastructure which is more appropriate for your for your task. Then again, all guided by the system, you fill the application form with the information about the project, about yourself, uh, and then submit the application. So once this is done, your request for a service is submitted to the, to the, to the project to conserve. Uh, next slide, okay. So the applications will be processed through this and then the evaluation com com is composed of actually of four steps. First, we run an eligibility and completeness check. So we want to see that actually what we are requesting can be, um, is complete. We understand exactly what you want and why you want it. It's a technical evaluation step. And then there is a scientific review and ethics check because in some cases, uh, some types of services uh, or, or materials requires also an ethical review. Either it's a human material or animal experimentation is involved. Uh, this is all to has to uh, check. Uh, we have to check all these steps. And then there is a technical feasibility check in, in which the, the type of service, the amount of service, as an example, if you ask for 10,000 human tumor samples, this is may be eligible, may be scientifically sound, but it's not physical because, uh, of course, the amount of single unit services that we can provide is limited. So you must be very focused in <clears throat> requesting the minimal amount of service that is sufficient to fulfill the need of your project. And you have to show that in your application. Uh, and then after all these evaluation, including a scientific review by evaluators, the scientific management board decides whether to approve or not the service. And once all these steps have been uh, passed, then of course the service is provided to the user in different ways, depending on the type of service. Uh, next slide, please. Okay, so uh, as I mentioned, it's a one-stop shop. So you only go there to the concept.eu uh, and you find more than 400 services in all these fields, okay? Models, uh, technologies, um, support for biomarker research, support for therapy, uh, therapy-oriented uh, research, um, research, and also support for translating um, to the patients the new the new finding okay imagine you have something so we we have this field five accelerating translation into personalized oncology clinical practice which is a, a key aim of all this uh digit support on digital services uh, human samples uh, 
and ethical, legal, socioeconomic dimensions, um, innovation-related advice. So and everything that can support your research, and this is particularly true for young researchers, which are just now facing the field, and would really like that research to impact on cancer patients. And cancer is re exactly meant to facilitate that, to generate more robust research results with the, with the help of technologies, expertise, and advice, and to help bring these advances towards the practical use on patients. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think that animation was also nice. Uh, so if you want to, please, this is the full link directly to the calls, okay? Conserve.eu slash calls. And this is meant to accelerate your research and to support you in bringing that towards a possible application. Next slide. So um, let, let's try to organize the impact of the more than 400 service into major categories. So first of all, access to state-of-the-art technological platforms, okay? And these are, you may not have them in your institute or in, in the town where, where you operate. And so it is also useless to spend so much money in high-level technologies when you can access them for specific experiment uh, free, actually, by applying to this, to this uh, platform. Uh, and this, of course, help, can help you better understand cancer mechanism. And some of these platforms can be for imaging, other can be for drug screening or drug testing and other things. Um, and of course, more thorough exploration of therapeutic opportunities and diagnostic markers. So you know, you all know that now the problem is not as much as finding a drug that works, but finding a drug that works and patients in which it works. So you need a predictor together with a drug or any type of therapeutic approach, including immunotherapy, including adoptive immunotherapy, uh, anything more or less. You, you will see in the catalog, you, you, you put a keyword and essentially you find a service, more than one service. The second point is access to biological materials and I would also add reagents. But, um, so patient samples, that's the main scope of BMRI, which is the coordinator of this project, but also patient-derived cancer models. We are talking about patient-derived xenografts that my consortium, Europedix, specifically provides, organoids, cell lines, uh, and other ways of using tumor-derived material for experimentation. You can either request the models or you can ask for experiments to be performed on selected models. So some services are not just model delivery, but also um, drug efficacy study on models, for example, and engineer cancer models in the mouse, in zebra fishes, so you can build uh, engineered models to study drug, to, to study cancer, to study therapies, to study all molecular aspects of cancer and, uh, uh, and acquire new, new knowledge. And then access to expertise, which can support you, for example, if you have very interesting preclinical results and you want to put together a complex clinical trial, for precision oncology, uh, there is a work package dedicated to this to support you in the design of complex clinical trials. <clears throat> to support you in regulatory aspects when you want to access drug or use drug or other things, uh, or animal experimentation or other aspects. 
and innovation aspect. You have something and you know, don't know exactly if it will have market value, if it can be protected, if it, uh, it really is innovative or there is already prior art. We can support you in this. And also <clears throat> in the field of molecular tumor boards, when you do not have a standard of care, but based on the molecular findings, a uh, molecular tumor board tries to decide how to treat the patients based on the best scientific evidence, uh, even outside of standard protocols. And supporting and standardizing molecular tumor boards and how they operate and how they are constituted, new molecular tumor boards, is a, <coughs> sorry, is a precise objective of this project. The, the other expertise is for data analysis, Data analysis tools are going to be available online. They can; they are meant to be integrated in workflow. And last but not least, uh, a specific mission that we have been assigned by the by the EU is to bring together all these infrastructures, not just for a unified catalog, but to enable you to choose multiple services, multidisciplinary workflow. Uh, according to different infrastructure and different expertise, so that you can ask more than one service at a time if they integrate well. And there is a service which is dedicated to help you in scouting all the available services and finding your own workflow before application. And this is called Cancer Path Builder, and you will find it in the catalog also. Um, so overall, I think, uh, uh, I don't remember if I have another slide. No, this is my last slide. I hope I, I made it clear how all this very complex catalog can actually be brought down to these key uh, ways in which we can support you. And uh, now I leave the floor to the next speaker. Thank uh, you, uh, Enzo. Um, thank you very well. much i will invite now manuela or a stakeholder specialist to introduce you to the open call manuela floor is yours thank you thank you, Isabel. Thank thank you, you Saba, maybe you go on mute so sorry yes okay um so i'll be presenting shortly the open call for service provision this is just a fact sheet and i will show you how it looks also on the web page and how you can use this CAM system that has been presented by Enzo. So I will give you a kind of a use case so you have an idea how it works, but it's very simple as Enzo already mentioned. So the open call focuses on, or it's open for all applications focusing on basic discovery science to translational science and translational interpersonalized oncology. You will see, and I will show also in the next slide, um, any proposal that addresses the cancer cancer missions can be submitted during this call. You can gain access, as it has been already mentioned by Jens and Enzo, to more than 400 services from nine research fields plus training. And the TNA access can be already, as mentioned, physically or remotely for all European and also non-European researchers. For the non-European researchers, there is a limited budget, um, as Enzo already also pointed out. So most of the budget will be um, given to projects that are coming from U Europe countries and then the non-European, I think a part of the budget is dedicated to that. The current indicative overall budget for this call is 1 million euro. 
And um, you will see that usually the services do not have, you, do, you cannot really see the cost of the services. This is being calculated during these technical steps during the feasibility and the complete test check. Important to know the deadline for this call, it's the 4th of January, so next year, 2 p.m. So keep this in mind. If you want to submit your proposals, please do so before the 4th of January. As I mentioned, the call, it's um, open for all applications that are addressing the cancer missions. So should be focused either on understanding of cancer, on prevention and early detection, diagnosis and treatment, or potentially on quality of life for patients and their families. I will not highlight again the research fields. These were already presented by Jens and highlighted again by Enzo. You can read everything about the different research fields on our webpage, and I'll show you where that is. So um, let's go now already to the webpage. So if you go to, let me just open automatically the webpage. So if you go to cancer.eu, you come to this page and you can read more about the project. Then you can read about the partners as well. Previous calls that we had, you can see events. These are the services. So here you can read about the different research fields. And if you click on it, you will see the different services. And if you want to explore more, then you have a short description about what's included in this field and which services are included here. And we will go to the service list do, uh, through the call. And there is also about the European Molecular Tumor Board Network, but I will not touch into it. If you're interested to join this network, this is open and inclusive for everyone. So please have a look at it, read um, the information there, and please register. There is also some information about the research output, what has been published so far, and you can also contact us easily. So let's go now on the call. I will focus on the open call for transnational service provision. I We urge all users or all applicants that want to apply, please read this page. It's very important that you understand all of the information that is presented here. You find information about the research project, what happens if you're granted, about the call, you find more information, how do you gain access to the services to this common application management system? What does it mean transnational access? So this should be clear to you when you apply, who is eligible to apply, what will happen in case you get granted and you will publish in the end. So this is all important information that you have. There's also about evaluation criteria and please do not forget to really read the terms and conditions. I know generally we all say, yes, we agree, but sometimes it's important that you are aware what you agree to. So they are not very long, so have a look at the terms and conditions. And once you're ready to apply, you can click on the pink button, apply now, and this will automatically take you to the catalog of services. The catalog of services, it's also very easy to navigate and should allow you to identify all of these services. As has already been mentioned, if you look here, we have 132 service providers in, the cat in this catalog and 445 services that are at the moment available for you to select for your application. Um, you can read a bit on the background here and the privacy statement, but um, let's go into how you do a search. So you can use already a search term. So if you're looking for imaging data or analysis and so on, you can simply put it in the search bar and then click enter. So let's do show. So I put analysis here. And I already see that there are 144 services that contain this term analysis and you can go through it. But also an easy way, um, how I think it is to navigate, you can select, if you know already from which service field or in which service field you're 
your service of interest is, you can go and say, select the, ser the service field. You can go into the service category if you want to refine your search or service type as well. On countries as well, so if you know there is a research institute within these service providers that provide a specific service, you can already select the country and um, see of that service provider. You can also uh, search the service providers by name if you have an idea or want to see, check specifically one service provider is part of the, co the cancer consortium. Now you have these nice cards here that tell you the name of the service provider and the services it offers. If you click on it, you find more information about the service provider, even a link to the webpage in most cases and the services they are providing. And if you click on the services, you can also find more information about the service and so on. So I want to show you kind of a use case so that you have an idea. So I'm, let's say, a researcher living in Germany, and I, I'm developing an AI model to help uh, pathologists to better analyze, for example, whole slide imaging for prostate cancer. So because I'm from Germany, of course, I generally, I cannot really apply for service providers that are providing services from Germany. So what I would first do, I would say, well, I select all countries, but I then deselect Germany. So I will not see the service providers that are in Germany. And then I'm thinking, okay, I need whole um, slide imaging. In that case, I assume this would be under access to human samples and data. And in case this information is not there, I could potentially ask for the slides. So this, I will want to say, okay, what's under the access to human samples and data? And I see that there is providing access to samples and data sets, and I can go into it and you can read more information there. So this is a good start. So I will um, go back here. I will select this service by clicking on, on this button here, but you can also select it in the service specifically. Then I see that there are other services in this specific service field. And I see also advanced medical image data analysis. Maybe this could be something that interests me. You can read about it and it says, oh, AI models. Okay, I'm interested in it. I add it to my, to my request as well. And you can see here that there are already two there. I go back and additionally, what I would like is in the, um, for example, there is this open digital research services that it's focusing more on data analysis. I would like to see if there is a possibility that somebody will help me a bit in also checking my model that I already developed and I want to um, confirm through a new or a larger cohort. So I see that there is this AI ML services for scanning specifically, I can read in through it and I can see it specifically on scanning, which is very important for me. So I add it to my, to my basket in a way. So you can go to your request and you see all of the services that ha you have requested so far. So I'm quite happy with the services that I want to have and I have the idea of my proposal. So I can start already into the ARIA. You click on start your proposal to ARIA and then the ARIA system should open. Yeah, um, I'm already logged in, but let me maybe log out again. Okay, um, generally when you're not logged in, let me go back here. Let's hope it shows the not, yeah. You will come to a login page. So the directory or this catalog, you don't necessarily need to be logged in to access it. You can access it without being logged in, but you can of course also log in if you want to. And so I go to, uh, I'm trying to open the next page. Okay, get, let me go back here, okay. 
sorry. Yes. So then you're in the ARIA system and in the ARIA system, you cannot submit a proposal without being logged in. There are many ways how you can log in. You can use the life science login. You can use your org ID. You can use Google or different ways. So I will just quickly log in with Google. I created an account previously to test the platform. So I will just click on my Google account and I'm already here in the ARIA system. In the ARIA system, you can Check information up here, dashboard, if you've submitted previous requests or if you have other requests that are not have been yet submitted, you can access them back. But we are now at this request. So I have the three services and I want to continue with the proposal. Very importantly in the proposal or like the submission part of the proposal, you have to fill in a lot of information. Not, I mean, not a lot, but information that it's very important for the Cancer Consortium to check your application that it's complete, sound, and all of it. So you will have project title, some abstract project information about the user specifically, the administrative information of your home institute, um, and then it starts the research proposal. For the research proposal part, uh, we have prepared some guidelines. So in specific service fields, sometimes we, we observe that some applications are not specifically specifying how many samples you need, um, and other information that it's very relevant for us to assess how, like if the proposal can be granted or the access to the services can be granted. So important for the users, please read this part and then check that you read it before you continue. Then there you will have to indicate a different paragraph on the services you have requested and how you're going to use those services, how many units you request and so on. What are the expected results? What's your expertise using these technologies or services? And also some scientific background about you as a principal investigator. Important to know is that you can submit a proposal not only as an um, individual, but as a group or a small consortium. So you can include information about the other participants in your research group as well, who will be involved in this project. And you, you can see, yeah, a timeline, of course, or time frame for the project is also very important so that we have an idea, okay, how long do we need to, or like when shall the service provision start and how important it is if two services should start parallel or if there will be one after each other and so on. Then you have to the ethics table where you have to indicate if you're using, so it's like really guiding how you can fill this up. So please make sure that you're filling all the information and at the end, you can also submit um, an ethics vote if you already have one. And after you declared everything, you can save your proposal, come back to it, or save and continue. And if you go and save and continue, unfortunately, as I have not filled anything, if I click on save and continue, it will tell me, well, I have to fill all these fields. So it's important that you check that all the fields are filled. And then here in the next step would be you can add the team, so other colleagues of yours, you can add them in there. You check again the submission in the end, you can submit. And once it's submitted, you cannot make changes anymore. So um, keep your submission until you are ready really to submit, because once it's submitted, you cannot make any changes. And with this, I'm done with my part and I will stop sharing. I would like to thank all of the panelists who took part in this webinar today. 
So throughout this webinar, you've learned about the mission and main objectives of CanServe, the various research fields and training offered, and the associated services provided throughout these fields. And finally, the application process for the open call, which was presented by Manuela. We frequently share content and updates on issues related to CanServe by the CanServe newsletter, and you can sign up on our website, www.canserve.eu. You can also find information on the open call on that website. And please, if you enjoyed this webinar, do share it with the interested colleagues and friends and leave us a review or comment on whichever platform you tuned in via. It helps us to reach new audience. And watch out for our next episodes uh, and webinars uh, via our BBMRI Eric socials on Twitter and LinkedIn. And thank you so much for attending this webinar on cancer. And we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.